0: Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. It's it's awesome what God is doing. Open your Bibles. We're going to jump straight into it. And uh, we're going to move fast because uh, my iPad has 6% battery life, okay? So, (laughs) praise Jesus. (laughs) you all think I'm joking. You should see what I'm looking at. We're about to go to five. Here we go. Let's do this. Uh, real quickly, I'm going to talk on something that God really stirred on my heart to preach on for today. We looked at it this morning. If you, uh, if you weren't here this morning, then, um, then you can get it on the podcast. Um, but really what we're talking about is we're talking about the promises of God. And all day, what we're talking about is simply a message entitled, Promise Level Living. That God has promises for your life. Do you know that you were not just saved just for the sake of being saved to set up a place for you to go to in eternity? That is awesome. And Jesus did that. But God has more for you. And it's not just about what he has for you on the other side of eternity. He has a plan and a purpose for you to walk out here and now here on this earth. If you woke up this morning and you've got your heart beating and breath in your lungs, then God is not finished with you. That means heaven doesn't want you just yet. That means there is a plan and there's a purpose and there are promises for your life. The Bible talks about, and I want to hit this just real quickly. We talked about this morning, but in Deuteronomy 6.23, it says, Then He, speaking of the Israelites, Then He brought them out from there that He might bring us in to give us the land of which He swore to our fathers. He brought them out of Egypt to bring them in to the promised land. He didn't bring them out to bring them out. He brought them out to bring them in. When you got saved, it was bigger than you just coming out of somewhere. It's about you stepping out of something old and stepping into something that's new. How many want to unlock the promises of God for your life? I'm talking about, I'm talking about next level living. I'm not talking about just, you know, just living saved. I'm talking about living in the promises of God. And it is so important that we walk and we live in the promises of God. And so we talked about that a little bit. This morning that we have to understand and be reminded that there are promises for your life. Every single purpose has promises from God for you. It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter what your nationality is. It doesn't matter what your past is. There are no different levels of promises for your life. Maybe you've got a messed up, screwed up, addicted past. The promise of freedom is just as great for your life as it is for someone that grew up in church and has walked with God all of their life. It's the same promises of God for your life. And these promises exist and they exist in the Word of God. And we talked about that. But what I want to show you is, and I want to talk more specifically tonight about how to, how to unlock the promises of God. We need to know that, and again, I'm just recapping of this morning, but the promises of God are not something that are yet to happen for us. You're not yet to be blessed. Blessing might be yet to manifest in your life, but you already are blessed. Some of you don't get it yet. You have to understand that the promises of God are received and they are wrapped up in Jesus Christ. The Word of God tells us that. The promises of God are in Jesus. So if you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, you already have the promises of God in your life. So the next step is how do I unlock? How do I, If I have these promises that you're preaching about, how do I walk in it? It's one thing to have it, it's another thing to walk in it. A lot of Christians, once you get the revelation that you have it, need to step into a new revelation of how to actually walk in it. I don't want to just have it, I want to unlock it in my life. We talked about the promises of God, ah, we know it in the Word of God. The Word of God is filled with thousands and thousands of promises for our life. So let's look at this and I want to look at this story because I want to show you this here. And this is, this is powerful. This really helped me a lot. In, in Matthew 13, we find out this is a, is a huge key for unlocking the promises of God. There are promises for our life and those promises are in the word. So how do we unlock these? Let's look at this Matthew 13 verse 1. It's going to come up on the screen. therefore, hear the parable of the sower. This is Jesus speaking. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and... Sna- oh, hang on. Sorry. 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 We're going to get there in a second. 13 verse 1. I was reading from the wrong. We'll get there in a second. I'm just trying to go too fast because I'm on 5% now. That's okay. Lord, I pray that you just give me more battery life. In Jesus' name. Do you know I did that once? I was telling my wife, I went, I went to go for a walk and I'll walk and pray. And, uh, and I went to go for a walk and I like to listen to worship. And so I started walking and I had 1% on my phone and I was so annoyed. I was like, oh. And so I knew it was going to cut out. And I prayed over my phone. I'm like, Lord, let this 1% last. i walked 30 minutes blaring worship on 1% and came back and I still had 1% left. Thank you. Jesus. Maybe it was Jesus. Maybe it wasn't. But I'm giving him credit anyway. It doesn't matter. You know when people say it's just a coincidence? I don't care. I give God credit for coincidences Any, anyway. Do you know what I mean? He can get all the credit. I don't care what happened. Okay, 13 verse 1. Now we're on 4%. Shut up and preach. Here we go. 13 verse 1. On the same day, Jesus went out to the house and sat by the sea. And a great multitude were gathered together to him so that he got into the boat and sat. And the whole multitude stood on the shore. Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow. And he sowed some seed as he sowed some seed fell by the wayside and some birds came and devoured them some see, some fell by the stony places where they did not have much earth and they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth but when the sun was up they were scorched and because they had no root they withered away and some fell among thorns and the thorns sprang up and choked them but others fell on good ground and yielded a crop Some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Skip down. He, He talks with the disciples some more and then explains his parable in verse 18. Therefore, hear the parable of the soul. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. This is he who receives seed by the wayside, but he who received the seed on a stony place, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, he endures only for a while, for when tribulation or persecution arises, because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now he who receives seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and cares for the word, and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word. And he becomes unfruitful. But he who receives seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces some hundred, some sixty, and some thirty. This parable tells us that the word of God is, in fact, seed. That's what this this is talking about. The word of God is like a seed that is planted. So if the promises of God, Are in the Word of God, then the promises of God are seed. The promises of God are seed that is given to us and planted down into our life. This is a powerful, powerful thought when you think about what a seed really is. When we look at seed and you study what a seed is and what a seed has the ability to produce. You think of the energy that is wrapped up in a single seed. You think of the energy, you think of the power that is wrapped up. If you were to take an acorn little acorn seed or the seed of a tree, you can, if that seed is put in the right environment, what that seed can produce. See, God did everything through a seed. When you think of, even when we think about nature for as an example or as an analogy, and we look at nature around us and huge Trees that we know that without the help of machinery, man can't pull down. The strength that they have, the depths of the roots that go down, down into the earth. The storms that they can withhold, the the leaves that they produce, the seasons that they go through. All of it came out of one tiny little singular seed. When you think about the human body. Think about the human body and all of its intricacies. Think of the blood that's flowing through our veins. Think of the tendons that work to operate joints. Think of the muscles that we have. Some bigger than others, Pastor Javon. Think of, <laughs> I'm working on it, I'm working on it. Think of, think of the human brain. Think of the human brain's ability to process Think of how scientists have worked so incredibly hard to build computers and construct programs that a human being can do in just a second. Think of our ability within our human bodies, think of our soul, our ability to, to, to feel and it, everything that we are came through one single seed. A seed carries such incredible potential and it is wrapped up in this tiny little seed. And so are the promises of God for our life. And so often what happens is we are given seed and we hold on to the seed, the seed being the promises of God, but we don't put the seeds in the right environment in our life. Therefore, the seeds just die, and we just live on potential, but never see it outworked in our life. I have this little party popper thing. It's actually called a party popper. I didn't know they were called that. On this Party popper, it looks so simple. It just, it just looks like a little small little plastic can or plastic package. But on the side of it are specific instructions. It says, aim top of tube in a safe upward direction. That's a good start. <laughs> face away from face and down the bottom it says, rotate to shoot. You wanna try this? I've never seen one of these before. Can we do this? I'm on 4%, so let's just roll, see what happens. Hang on. This way. It doesn't work. Jeez, how hard you gotta twist this thing? Pastor Jake, come and do this. Let's try another one. Is that it? Gee. Don't bring these things to my party. I want something bigger. Wait. Come on, give me something better than that. That was is <laughs> spewing right now. He's the cleaner. <laughs> the staff got that. He's our cleaner, cleans the building. Point I'm making is if if I just if I don't do The instructions that it's telling me, if I don't follow the instructions on it, I'm going to walk around just thinking that this is all that it is. But when I follow the instructions that are written on it, I get to experience actually what's inside and I get to see what's inside break out and be outworked in my life. And this is the same with these principles and these promises of God for our life. So this is what I want to do is I want to walk through real quickly what to do with the seed of promise. What to do with the seeds of promise. Are you ready? As we look at this, it says, do you understand that when a seed is planted, when they take a seed and you plant the seed in soil, and we're going to go through the different steps. But it says that the first thing that happens is the seed actually has co- is covered by an outer shell. And when you water the seed and you apply water to the seed, what it does is it softens the outer shell and the outer shell breaks off. And then the seed inside can begin to germinate and begin to get, get root down in the soil. Do you know that in the in the Bible, the water water often in the Bible represents the Word of God, and I believe what God shows us through this is the importance of us breaking away. This is verse in Hebrews twelve, verse one. It says, "Therefore, we also, since we are sounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight." And sin, which, which so easily ensnares us. This is the first time I've seen this, but it says every weight and sin. It says every weight. If you look at the word weight, what that means is basically it's talking about being a hindrance, it's talking about sin that's in our life that we need to put aside in order for us to step into the promises of God that God has for us. But it also talks about weighty hindrances. Do you know that people in your life can be a hindrance? Sometimes, see what I think is this can be talking about is it's not just talking, it talks about sin, but weighty things in your life that will stop you stepping into the promises of your life. And unfortunately, what I've found is sometimes the hindrances can be other Christians that wanna hold you back to living a mediocre Christian life that just makes them feel good about how they're living. And they wanna hold you back from stepping into the fullness of the promises that God has for you, weighty hindrances. A weighty hindrance could be a wrong mindset. See again, it says we're not talking about sin. It says we put aside sin and the weighty hindrances. We've been talking a lot about thinking and the importance of right thinking. Wrong thinking can be a weighty hindrance that you have to break off the same way a seed has to break off the outer shell. You've got to break off these weighty hindrances that will stop the promises of God being able to flow through your life. As we look at this and we go through this, the first thing that they say that, the, that a seed needs is a seed needs water. As I said, when we look at water in the Word of God, the water can often represent the Holy Spirit more often than not. Water in the Word represents the Word of God. That when you have the promises, that's why the Word of God is so important. What the Word of God does, every time you read the words, you feed the promise that's inside of you. Some of you, you starve the promise through lack of reading the Word. It's the Word of God that will feed and nourish the promise in your life. Yeah. Ephesians 5 verse 26, 26, that He might sanctify and cleanse her. This speaking of the church, cleanse her with the washing of water by the Word. Jeremiah fifteen sixteen. Your words were found, listen to this, Your words were found and I ate them. And your word was in me, and the joy rejoicing of my heart, for I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. That's why the word of God is so important. The promises of God are laying inside of you through Jesus Christ, and you will feed that seed of promise through watering it with the word of God. The word of God is such a powerful thing. The second thing that it says that a seed needs. A seed needs the right temperature. If a seed is put in a cold environment, the seed will die. It cannot germinate. It cannot grow. It's got to be in a warm temperature. This spoke to me of of the Spirit of God. There's nothing, that's why it's so important that, that, that churches, that there's a, you, you've never been in, No, maybe no churches around here, but you ever been into a cold church? You know what I mean? Where you're sort of standing there and you're wondering whether people around you are Christian or saved or even know who Jesus is or have read a verse in the Bible ever in their life. See, you've got it speaks to me of the Holy Spirit because the Bible often refers to the Holy Spirit as being like fire. It says in the books of Acts that it was the fire appeared like it appeared like tongues of fire above their head. The Holy Spirit it, it, it talks about the Holy Spirit often through scripture as, as being hot or being the fire of God. It's the Holy Spirit in your life that will create the right atmosphere, that will build the right temperature around. Around the seed of promise in your life. You cannot allow your life to get cold, otherwise, the seed of promise will not birth in your heart. You've got to have the Holy Spirit. You've got to have that hunger and that desire in you. You've got to get around people that carry the Holy Spirit. You've got to get in services. And that's why you, you get in those services and you get with in, in, our, in our Sunday with our teams and, and our music and, and the Holy Spirit. You get a sense of the Holy Spirit. What happens is, is it's that seed of promise is starting to stir. That's why when you get in here, sometimes you weren't not feeling so good and, and you come in and, and you start feeling feeling better, your situation might not have changed. It may be a bad work situation when you're in the car and you come in and it's still a bad work situation, but you start feeling better about it. Why is that? Because the seed of faith inside of you and the promise that God gives you that says it's gonna be okay, I'm gonna guide and order your steps, it's gonna be all right. You get around the right atmosphere of the Holy Spirit and that seed starts to take root in your heart and you start walking in the promise and you start seeing it come to pass in your life. It's the, the right temperature. You've gotta have the right temperature. Temperature. The third thing that the seed needs is the seed needs to be planted in the right location. It's gotta be planted in the right soil. It said, I read this, it said, seed starts to produce its own roots, which push down into the soil to anchor the new plant and to absorb water and minerals from the soil. Psalm 92 verse 13, it says, Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of the Lord. They shall still bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh and flourishing. Those that are planted, not those that visit. It doesn't say those that visit. Those that visit the house of the Lord. It doesn't say those that, are, those that are, what's the word I always say and get it wrong? Not pot planted because that's smoking weed, but it's something else. Flower pot, flower pot. we got flower pot Christians. We call them pot plants in Australia, but you Californians, you start getting wild eyed when I say that, you're like ready to leave church early. But we, got, we have flower pot Christians. And you wonder why you're not walking in the promises of God. The seed of promise in your life needs to be planted because if it's planted in the right house, what it says is the root will go down and it'll start pulling minerals and it'll start drawing water from the rest of the house. But you've got to be in the right place and you've got to be planted there. You know what that means? Even when you get offended, you still stay put. Even when you don't like the songs, you still stay put. Even when you don't like the temperature... In the room, you stay put, even when you don't like what the preacher's saying. If he's a crazy Australian, you know where God's put you, and you say, "You know what? This is where I'm planted. I'm just hanging on here because I know that if I stay planted, the promises of God will come to produce fruit in my life." Not flower pot Christians. Well, we're someone we have flower pot Christians where well, I'm going to go here because this guy's preaching here. And then next week I heard this band's on. I thought, oh, they're good. And this hot chick was over at this church. So I'm gonna go visit her. She, she might be the one. And then this going over here. And then you wonder why you're not walking in everything God has for you. Some of you need to make a decision. Listen, I don't care where you go, as long as you're growing and as long as you're planted and you're getting discipled, but get somewhere and stay there. Get planted. Get under Get undercover. Get someone speaking into your life. Listen, this is not for, this is so God, our heart is to see you be everything God's called you to be. You got to walk in the promises of God for your life, but you will not do it if you're moving around. Flowerpot Christians, we got to get planted. They like that one. Did you hear that? That was good. You feel good? We're on 3%. You reckon we smash this out in three? Number four, the last thing. This was, this was interesting because it says, when I was studying it, it says the last, the, the last thing that, that the seed needs is the seed needs sunlight. But what I couldn't work out was when I looked at the story, and if you look back at the story, one of the examples that Jesus gives in the parable was where sunlight hit the seed and withered the seed. And that's what I couldn't work out. And I thought, well, how does... But again, and and there's two parts to this. One is that the sunlight only withered the seed that wasn't planted. Because if you look at it, the seed that was the one that landed on stony ground. Because if you look at seed, if the seed is planted, the sunlight will cause it to grow. Because what does sunlight, when I looked at this, what does sunlight represent in this story? I think sunlight represents just everyday life because the sun's gonna come up and the sun's gonna go down. Everyday life situations, everyday just challenges of life, just living life and the challenges you face, But if you understand that you have to be planted in the house of God and you stay where you are and you stay rooted, everyday life will not stop your destiny and your promise. It will do the opposite. Because the Bible says consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds. If you stay planted in the house, it'll be everyday life that will actually propel you and grow your faith and take you to where God has called you to be, walking in the fullness of His promises. Does that make sense? Did you get that? I feel like you did. You know, sometimes you don't know. Here we go. This last thing I want to show you, and we're going to close because we're going to pray. Are you getting something out of this? You feel this is, I want to tell you, this, it's, I, know it's, I know it's basic, but I, I, this, this helped me a lot for my life. Because I think if we can apply this. Because you understand how powerful. And, and I want to tell you, as studying, there is so much more in this. The power of seed. And how important seed is to God? Because look at what look at what God did, and we're going to wrap this up in a minute. But I want to show you this in, in regard to us walking, walking in the promises that He has for us. In creation, God created a tree. Let's use that as an example. He created a tree, but then what did He do? He gave Adam, the seed. And he gave, he create. God did it initially. God accomplished it. He created the tree. But then he gives Adam seed. And he says to Adam, if you would take this seed and put this seed in the right environment, you will reproduce what I originally did. Do you understand? So what God does it, He puts it in the hands of us. This way, God doesn't have to keep saying, let there be tree, let there be grass, let there be... He gives us seed to cultivate the seed to reproduce what He did. So if we understand the promises of God, let's use the Word of God says that by His stripes... By His stripes, we are healed. He did it on the cross. By His stripes, we are healed. The healing is done. It's created, it's done. And He gives us the promise of healing through a seed. And He says to us, if you would put this seed in the right environment and cultivate this seed of healing, You will reproduce what I did on the cross in your life. So Jesus doesn't have to keep dying on the cross every time we get sick. He doesn't have to keep going back and redoing what He did again, just like He doesn't have to keep creating a tree, creating a tree. He doesn't have to keep healing. He's already done the healing. He gives you the seed of promise in healing and said, if you take this seed and you put it in the right environment, it will grow and it will reproduce the very thing that I did on the cross. By His stripes, we are healed. It's all wrapped up in seed, the seed of the promises. And that's one, it is not, it is for every single promises. That's one example. But if you would understand how powerful the seed of promises in your life, you've got to cultivate that seed, get it in the right environment, get it in the right soil, get it in the right atmosphere. And you will be amazed at, at the fruit your life will start to produce. It's another, it's another level of living. It's promise level. Promise level living. And that's what we need. That's what we need. Christians living on promise level living. Christians that are walking in the promise of being blessed. Being blessed is not something I've got to strive for to get. Being blessed is not. It's a promise that I have through Jesus Christ. Yeah. Promise, the promise of salvation for my family. It's a pro- that is a promise. That's for me and my house will serve. It's a promise. Get it in the right environment. Get the faith around it water it with the Word, get it planted in the house. Take that promise that's in your heart, take that promise to church every Sunday, get it in the right atmosphere, start to produce fruit. It's promise, it's promise level living. How many are ready for some promise, some promise level living? He brought you out. He brought you out to take you in. That stirred me when I was looking at that. I started thinking, He brought you out to take you in. Out of Egypt to take you into the promised land. Not just out of Egypt to be out of Egypt, to wander around and then eventually wander back. Out of Egypt to step into promise. There's another level of living that God is calling us to as a church. And I wanna tell you, when we make a decision that we are gonna take a hold of these promises that God has for our life, what God will break out in your life and in your family, I wanna promise you, He wants to do a supernatural thing. It's another level of freedom. Freedom, freedom is a promise. The Bible says, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Jesus didn't die on a cross so that you could battle the same thing each week over and over. Just get listen, he died on the cross so that you could walk free. We need Christians that need have a fresh revelation of the blood of Jesus Christ and say I'm taking that for me. It's a promise for my life. I'm not going to battle these addictions anymore. I'm not going to battle these challenges anymore. I don't care how far back in my family line it goes. It ends with me. I'm stepping into the promise. I'm leaving Egypt behind. I'm leaving the middle wandering ground behind and I'm stepping into the promise and the fullness of God for my life. Let's stand to our feet right across this place. It's promise level living. I got one percent left. You thought I couldn't do it, didn't you? Where was your faith? One of my biggest, my greatest heart's desires. Since when I first started doing ministry. It's two things that I love more than anything else and two things that I pray for more than anything else. One is for souls. because there's nothing better than people coming to Jesus. But the other thing that I pray for for every single one of you and people in our church and people in other churches is that people would be set free. Set to listen, set free. We're called free chapel. We're called the live free. Right across this place, let's raise our hands, close our eyes. Lord God, we receive this. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you are blessed.